Welcome back to Wim Speaks Radio. We have another guest in the studio today who is, of course, from Philadelphia. This Philly to Miami connection is so much fun. It's so great. So, hey, to all my Philly loves and all of my peoples, when you come to Miami, make sure you check in. Make sure you hit me up because you are always welcome to come on Wim Speaks Radio every Wednesday. We're here from 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock live in the studio right in North Miami on excitementradio.com. And so it will be great for you to come. Come check in. Come see what's up. Come say hello. Come talk about your initiatives and what you have going on. And uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and introduce our very next guest, Marvin Dutton, who is one of my friends. We do business together and we've been rocking out for so long, continuing to grow our brands and, and just do awesome work that impact the community. I thought it was really awesome to follow up a Kayla Brown with Marvin, who is a full-blown adult version <laughs> of just being able to make powerful moves in education and using entrepreneurship. And he put me on a new term called edupreneurship and i'm so excited to talk about that tonight if you are tuned into facebook live or instagram live go ahead to excitementradio.com write that into your web browser so that you can actually hear and see my guests because you will only be able to see and hear me and if uh, you want to hear a one-sided conversation i'm here for you but i think the full benefit is to making sure that you hear everybody graduating at the top 10 percent of his class at frankfurt high school he entered into albright college later moving to Penn State Abington to receive a bachelor's of arts in psychology and social sciences Marvin Dutton continued to strive to educational excellence receiving his master's degree from Lincoln University in education with a concentration in elementary education becoming a fully certified teacher in 2013 Marvin's Education Services, MES, was birthed to increase academic skills by equipping, I love that, equipping students with educational strategies. MES offers after-school programs, tutoring, and educational products. In addition, MES is one of the leading substitute teaching agencies providing employment for teachers in the Philadelphia area and beyond. Because the the business is growing. In 2016, Dutton became a published author, releasing the MES School Readiness Curriculum. This great work was recognized by the White House, earning Dutton the Presidential Volunteer Service Awards with President Barack Obama. And a fun fact about Marvin, he is the grandson of Eugene Bird. Is it Daltrey? Daltrey. Bird Daltrey. That's my father's last name. That's the paternal name. So, uh, yeah, my last name's Dutton because they decided to name me after my mom, but uh, I'm a Daughtry. Daughtry. And so uh, your grandfather was a part of the singing group, The Intruders, and that song we just played. I always love my mama. She's my favorite girl. Okay, sing it and pass down to me. We we all love and know that song. So you come from a great lineage. Marvin, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be in in Miami. I can get used to this. Yeah. So, (laughs) you know, I mean, it's a great place to be. I think that the environment is healthy and it promotes mental, emotional, physical wellness and the sun, the heat, 
the water, nature therapy is a thing. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And not just that. We Our products are created here in Miami. Which product? The MES flashcards, the Black History flashcards uh, that uh, promote our history. Okay. The ABC flashcards as well. They're printed here. As well as the MES um, homeschool guide for parents and the MES homeschool workbook for for the students. So our products are here. So, hey, this might be my new home. (laughs) (laughs) Your, your, uh, Your home after your other home. My home after my other home. Um, Philadelphia, I don't live there physically at this particular time, but our headquarters are there. Uh, MES headquarters are in Center City, Philadelphia. Most of our business is in Philadelphia. But what we try to do is uh, we're looking to move to, I move physically to Atlanta. So my heart is in Philly, but my body's in uh, in Atlanta. Um, but um, yeah, we're looking to do... A lot more services in Atlanta area, and I would love to do um, some more work in Miami. And I'm happy to have the relationships that I do have in here, of course, with you and some of my other people. So, yeah. well, well, welcome, welcome to the South. Yes, <laughs> let's go. It's awesome. It's awesome to see your growth and to see where MES is going, and and to be able to know you from when you started the business and you had these really beautiful locks, and you just continue to evolve over time. I was just skeptical about the education industry. When I first went to my college orientation and they said, you know, if you want to be a teacher or you want to get into education, there's not much money in that. And I was like, wait, what? Who's making the books? Mm. I was like, who's making the books? Um, Who's creating the test? Who is doing the budgets? Who's doing the the heating and the cooling system? And that's what, which led me to say, well, who's doing the tutoring? Who's doing the after school programming? Who's doing staffing? You know, so as teachers, we can use our degrees to do our entrepreneurship. That's why it's called edupreneurship. You know, a lot of times we have entrepreneurs that say, hey, I, I didn't I didn't go to school. You don't need to go to school to do this. But going to school puts you in a position where you become a subject matter expert. And so if you're an expert on a particular topic, then you can use that topic to your advantage. So I'm just telling teachers everywhere, you want to start your tutoring business, you want to start your after school programs, get with me. I can help you. And I I love the work that Akela, is that her name? Yes. That she's doing. Of course, I love the nonprofit work. I would say let's start doing some for-profit stuff too. It's okay because it's not just- Yeah, that's really great advice. I agree. And and once you are are more well-to-do, you can- do more you can for do your more, community. right? Exactly. My programs have been sponsored. I've been denied a lot of times when I try to partner with dif- different districts, and they have it. They've been sponsored by me. I've paid for the MES school readiness program. So, but the, and that's probably where the nonprofit could come in with getting that funding support and that sponsorship support. So, but I think I was denied because it, it was me. I don't. I think it was personal. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm all right. just playing. I just now we're going to get into that yeah. because I, I definitely have a question about that too. But let's dive into entrepreneurship. What does that term actually mean? You started to talk about it a little bit, but I want to learn more about this term. Essentially, entrepreneurship is using your education and using the field of education to run a business. So that's a tutoring business, an after school program uh, business, a staffing, or we're now working with a daycare. You said products, right? Products as well. Um, I'm working with a young lady who's doing a virtual 
education program. So like the reading eggs where you where the kids go on, she's developing her business and selling her digital product to people. And it's not just for educators. When you think about social entrepreneurs, people think uh, they have a negative uh, connotation about it. Like, hey, this person is supposed to be using this money for, for the cause. Goals, and yeah. But you have it's OK. You got to understand what your financial goals are. And it has to also match with your social impact. You know what I mean? And so, and then you have to do everything by the book as well. You know, I'm not in the charity game. I charge <laughs> for services. So I, I'm not the one that, to talk about using donations or, and things like that. Right. But in my particular business model, we provide a service and then that person is paid. And then we also use OPT, other people's time. And then in certain cases, other people's money, but other people's time and where, where you want to employ people, you want to get to the point where it's not just you. You're not the solopreneur, but you're the entrepreneur. And right. you have these people working and helping you. And, and it feels good. That's like unforeseen consequence, being able to hire all of these young adults, you know, and having those relationships. I didn't see that. I was just all about the kids. I didn't know I would have, you know, especially when I put young black men into the education field and they're like, Marv, I think I'm thinking about going back to school now because I really like it in the classroom. And I just love having those uh, conversations. And, and so being able to impact children, young adults, adults, uh, even bringing people that that's been formally retired back into the education industry. And yeah, uh, a staffing business and tutoring, that's, it's all lucrative as well. And then you so can take you, that and give back. So do you think that it's important to first be an educator in the classroom before then exploring entrepreneurship journey with education? I was having this conversation uh, not too long ago. It's a good question. Um, I do. I think everyone has their own journey. I think everyone has their own path. And so if you have relationships and connections to start your your business at 18 and 19, go ahead and do it. It's a young brother. Um, I don't know his name. I forgot his name, but he's starting a school in the Georgia area. And and so I, I think whatever your path is, you know, but being going to school and being in education will give you some expertise in that particular subject area. And you'll be able to use empathy in certain scenarios and say, hey, you know what? I've been through it before. I understand if one of my teachers are coming late and someone's upset, I know why you're upset because that means you've been in a classroom with those students. I've seen that before. I've been in a class mm -hmm. and I saw that kind of situation and, and that operational breakdown. So I understand. I do think experience is key. I know the generation under us don't like to hear that, but experience is key. Yeah. You brought up a really good word to empathy empathy as well. And I think you'll also be able to gain a lot of trust in your product or your service by having that formal educational background and that experience. So I, I also think that that will set you up for greater success to moving forward. But I mean, today we live in a time where you it's don't crazy. really, you can just I say you anything. I don't know where anything. my degrees are. <laughs> you can just I don't know where my degrees are. I don't, I haven't been able to find... My, I don't even know if you said Masters of Education. I did. You I did. did. Yeah, from Lincoln University. With a University. concentration on elementary education? I did, yeah. Did you say that I was certified? Yeah. You became a certified elementary school teacher. We said that. I was also in the top 20% of the, what is that, the International Teacher Association? Was that International Kappa Delta? I don't know. But none of that stuff comes out because they just know your name from- uh, Yeah, and then the once fact you get checking name is, recognition, yeah. they, they begin to- uh, You could be anything. Yeah. Just um, like, I don't know if you watched- Watch a uh, WeWork documentary no, on Netflix. No. How the founder of a uh, net of a uh, WeWork and his wife started a school. What? <laughs> yeah, but it just—I mean, it did, it was not a very successful 
opportunity or yeah. project for them. But yeah, I mean, we live in a really interesting day and time where, you know, you don't necessarily have to be an official anything to say that you're officially anything. I would say this. It's important to get a mentor. That's that's why we started the Entrepreneur Mentorship Program. Like I'm, These people call me. You get a real-life person. You get real-life people. Not just myself, but you get people from my team. You get my accounting. You get my um, content creator, uh, my illustrator. Mm-hmm. So I think it's it's always good to get a mentor. My mentor was uh, Jasmine Edie of Jets. She started the staffing um, business for daycares. And she said, Marvin, hey, this is how you do it. She kind of brought me in. And so, so tell us, how does one successfully launch a substitute teaching business? Because question. it's not very common. Because I've been so secretive about this. But you're I teaching. Aren't you teaching this? Right. right. Up until now. Up until like, now. Up until now. And that's okay. I'm so secretive uh, about not giving people my business strategies. That's okay. I was afraid of the competition. Uh, and I didn't want to give them the game, but I'm ready to give the game now. Yes, yeah, staffing is very lucrative in, in any industry. That's true. In any industry. Just a staffing in Because general. you're playing multiplication. or and, and depending on how many people you place, you're really playing multiplication. Right. And when you're doing business, you want to play the multiplication game. You don't want to just play the adding game. Mm-hmm. You know, where I'm just getting uh, a contract here or a contract there. You want to start doing multiplication. And when you start doing it, your whole life will change. And so how does one successfully launch? So, um, of course, you want to start your LLC or S-Corp or you want to build your business. Um, But I do think the first step is to uh, build your team. Um, I'm big on creating a company handbook. Um, Once you get your once you get your company handbook, you'll then have a greater understanding on how your flow chart looks and what happens when. It's time for payroll. A lot of my people that I work with, they don't like that part because it's really, really boring. So first, you got to get your documentation in place, your proposals uh, and, and your emails. And you, Once you get those things in place, you can begin to launch uh, specifically to um, private schools, charter schools, and you can then build out to school uh, major school districts. So do you have to have some sort of certification and insurances? No, I learned that. A friend of you only mine, know certifications or insurances? Oh, no. you need insurance as a business person in any business. You need liability insurance okay. just in case something happens. I think it gives me the advantage because I am a certified teacher, you know, and I always say that, you know, as a certified teacher, I also have a degree in psychological and social sciences. So I'm able to talk about whether because sometimes they ask our kids to come in and watch, just watch children. They don't they don't say that. That's they ask your staff to come in and watch children. Yeah, for kids having a hard time, okay, they'll send our stu- our, our uh, teacher staff. in, mm-hmm. and since our teachers receive classroom management training and the things that I've learned, okay, um, they're able to then implement that in the classroom. But I've seen other people run staffing companies without that particular background. I do think me having that background is leading to expedited growth. That's why I'm here in Miami looking to work with any school. Looking to work with any uh, school administrator, we will send teachers to your to your school. You can always contact me on the phone at any time. So just like most things in America, education, especially higher ed, is a big business. Very big. So what is the behind the scene politics of education like? Well, when I was a teacher, what, what, what was troublesome to me was that I felt as if they weren't doing their due diligence to teach our children. 
You mean the like from a higher, the higher ups, the higher ups. The, it's, I'm not I just think, talking about the people in the school. Like I'm looking at the the books, the textbook. I remember I read a social studies book in the second grade because I was an on-call sub. I started off as a sub. And so I would have to go from kindergarten to eighth to sixth to second. And one time I had my first week teaching a class, second grade. I was in my early 20s. And I was it was like patriotism, what you say and what you do for your country. They wanted me to read that to students. That's not patriotism. <laughs> what you say and what you do. That sounds the, like slavery. Yeah, no, that's not patriotism to me. And so I, I was just looking at where the textbooks came from. All of them come from Texas. All of them came from San Francisco at the time. Um, okay. And and it was because of the president, I believe, at the time was George Bush, mm-hmm. right, when I first started. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yeah, I'm old, yep, y'all. Yeah, it was Bush. Uh, <laughs> You're so, not old. <laughs> so uh, it was just, and then when I start the pushback that I ran into from the higher ups, um, when I tried to start. When I try different programs, different initiatives, I felt like, wait, you're putting this in place because you don't want me to actually help. And so I'm going to step outside of this so I can help on a massive level. Now, if I send Is a- that a color thing? Is that a gender thing? These these politics behind the scenes? Do we need more? Systematic oppression towards certain districts. Okay. Systematic oppression towards certain school districts. That makes a lot of sense. And the people are willing participants in it because they're being paid. I'm about to say that because they're getting a check. But for me, it's never been about, as an entrepreneur, it's been more about the social impact than the money, you know? And so I've always put that first and and helping kids in any way possible with helping young adults and helping early learners. That's always been the best part of my job. And the great thing about it is, I was talking to somebody before. The great thing about it is I do what I love. I'm not going to <laughs> have it because this is my passion. Like, this is what I do for a living. This is, you know, I, so I'm not going to uh, give you a lazy um, product. You know, um, right now I'm working on my autobiography. I haven't been promoting it because I'm trying to perfect it. I don't want to just put out. We have books on pre-order. I don't just want to put out just anything. Right. You know, Absolutely. and so my the MES homeschool guy and the MES homeschool workbook took four years to come out. Mm-hmm. And during the pandemic, when I had that time to sit, I was, was like, able to I was able to it. write <laughs> 170 pages, two books, uh, a new flashcard. We were able to put products out into the, into the marketplace and they've been doing very, very well. So what are some of your educational products? So we have the MES Black History Flashcards, which we launched in, in Black History Month, which um, shows children, you know, pictures of, of historical figures. We are near my so, birthday. Such as who? Such as Dr. Martin Luther King, uh, Malcolm X, Ida B. Wells, um, Alex Haley, James Baldwin. Okay. You know, um, and, and the great thing about it is we are going to be launching the next step of the cards, which will have facts on the back of the cards. And so uh, still coming up with the name of it, but we're going to re- release the deluxe package, which is the new ABC cards that. along with historical facts because we're listening to our people. So when I created it, I thought, hey, I'm just going to have a visual aid, which will give the teacher flexibility. Okay. But what I'm learning is a lot of parents are buying the flashcards. Not the schools. Not, not the not schools, the schools as much. Yet. And so yeah. the parents are like, well, just yet. can I get the information on the back of the card so I can teach um, that information? So. We have that. We have the MES homeschool workbook because during the uh, pandemic, p- people and adults, parents had to work from home. So it was great to give your early learner a book. Hey, little Johnny, go play in that book right there. And I heard Darnell playing that book right there. And 
the kids think they're playing or drawing something that starts with the letter A, but they're learning. Right. They're coloring, you know, and then in the back of the book is guided. It's math where you can use guided instruction and the parents can say, hey, all right, I'm done my work. What you got going on here? Okay. And they can kind of tutor and prepare their kids. Because I was teaching kindergarten and then working in Frankfurt, I saw a, a big difference from working in other na- well-to-do neighborhoods. Right. So that first day, a lot of my kids didn't know how to write their names. Oh, wow. And this is what grade? Kindergarten. They didn't know what the letter A was. They didn't know what their names looked oh, like. Oh, wow. And now when I was teaching over in West Philly at the other school, the kids came in knowing a little something at base. Right. And that gap that I saw there, I, I don't see how you can recover from that. Mm-hmm. And so those first five years for me is important. That's why we released first the homeschool readiness curriculum and did the homeschool readiness program. But now we have the homeschool guide in which daycares are now using That's as well great. as parents. That's awesome. And where can people purchase these www.homeschoolforourchildren.com. Not homeschool because I just believe in homeschool. But at this point, during the pandemic, most of us are doing homeschool with our early learners, right? Right. And then this book can also be adapted to daycares and um, school usage as well. So, yeah, purchase the book. Check it out. <laughs> check it out, uh, everybody. Shoot me a DM. And then if you want to take your business to the next level, you can also shoot me a DM um, and, and sign up for uh, you have a, a, men- a, a mentor- MES mentorship package. Yeah, The MES mentorship package. That's awesome. So make sure y'all take advantage of all these awesome resources. If you are trying to figure out, like, I love education. I love youth and, and learning and, and curriculum. How can I make that into a business? MES, Marvin Dutton, he has it all together for you. So make sure you go ahead and join that program. And before we get out of here, I know that you are not only an educator, but there's other things outside of education that you are into, that you love to do, you know, okay, some entertainment Okay, y'all, she's surprising things. me, y'all. She's surprising so me. What, what, are you some of those- what you talking about? What you talking about? <laughs> As we wrap things up, what are some of those um, other ventures I that you're working that on? Have- I think people that follow me will realize that I'm really heavy into music. And the people who don't follow you, talk the to those people. people that don't follow me. Um, I'm, you know, as a, a grandson of uh, a celebrity and a grandson of uh, a singer, music, I just love music. And so what I'm doing now is the same way that I'm mentoring teachers. I'm now starting to mentor um, singers, rappers, models, and, and people looking to do anything in the entertainment industry. We have daughter, Danice Ruiz, who will be releasing her EP this summer. So we're just looking at just giving people that same help in the entertainment industry, right? That's a shout out to Party Hardy too, my guy. We're here in Miami right now. <laughs> That's what's up. Thank you so much, Marvin, for stopping by, coming to Women Speaks Radio and sharing with us all of the great things you have going on with your business. It's a wonderful business. It's a wonderful just way that you have been able to fuse education, entrepreneurship, and now entertainment to help people, to help our children, to bring people up. And I love seeing black men in education, first and foremost, especially those who cater to elementary education. I think it's it's one of the most adorable things that I can see. I just love it. So thanks again for coming. Before we get out of here, let everybody know how to follow you, how to support you. And how to keep in touch with you. So follow me at MES Marvin on Instagram, MES Marvin on Facebook. You can call me anytime or shoot a text at 267-575-3547. And if you're interested in any of the products, homeschoolforourchildren.com. That's homeschoolforourchildren.com. And again, I look forward to working with you. I look forward to taking your brand to the next level. Let's get it. 
Thank you so much for everybody tuning in to Women Speaks Radio. I am your host, DP Jeter, holding it down for Women in Media Global. Make sure you're following me on Instagram at DP Jeter underscore. That is my new page because the old one was hacked and we just going to keep moving forward. Women in Media is also on Instagram at Wim Global. And you can check out our website. Join our newsletter, womeninmediaglobal.org. This is Women in Media Global, and we have spoken. We'll see you next Wednesday. You ready?